0: to that American football show powered by EP Sports EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007 check them out at epsports.co.uk so another week in the bag boys Craig how do
1: you feel after that Monday night f- spectacular mate, a game of the year for me that mate um, it was a pretty successful game especially that final quarter um, I think It was it was just one of them games, wasn't it? I think both both teams made a lot of mistakes, but also balled out at the same time. Um, It it really was anyone's game, I guess. Um, And then you've got Poopgate um, with uh, Lamar missing with some suspect cramps and coming back to save the day. Yeah, they had think I don't know. it had a little bit of everything that game, didn't it? Right, did Lamar have cramps? I, I mean, I don't know. It was a bit of a suspect run um, <laughs> from from the, the cliff. Waddle. I seen him. Yeah, the waddle and the quick hurry up get out the way as the the guy was coming out the the locker room. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. He's not really. He said he wasn't, but I guess he's not really going to admit it, is he? Not until it, if he goes into like the hall of fame, that's like
0: something he'll be like, yeah, I was shit. <laughs> yeah, it's <as> not <laughs> mate.
2: As long as he didn't do a Gary Lineker, that's all that matters. You have to put his well, huggies you know on next game.
0: Player that Bill Belichick loved that like cracked on the side of the side, like the sideline, and went back in the game and he got the game ball
1: for it. That is, yeah, messed up. That is. Does a polar right cliff and just leans yeah. over the fence. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. So coming into week 15, I think it's best to address the playoffs now. Um, People are starting to get eliminated and starting to clinch their divisions or playoff spots. So um, probably should mention Tim is not here with us this week uh, and he will not be here with us next week, I believe. Uh, He has got family um, priorities, as most of us do. There will be some disruption to recording going forward over Christmas, but we'll do what we can. Um, So we're going to give an overview of the playoffs now, just so maybe if you don't know, uh, you'll have an idea. And so you have it fresh in your mind for when we do go over the games later on in the podcast uh, to go over each one's uh, particular path to the playoffs. Uh, so in the AFC, uh, we've got two clinched playoff spots. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC. Uh, what is it, West? Um, so that they've t- taken that division um, and uh, obviously clinched the playoff spot. Pittsburgh have clinched the playoff spot, not the division yet, um, and everyone else is in the hunt. Uh, the current uh, seeding is the Bills at three, Tennessee Titans at four, Cleveland at five, Indianapolis Colts at six, with Miami just squeaking over the Ravens in at seventh seed. Um, obviously, you two are both AFC. Uh, Joe, what do you feel about your chances? Well, as in the Patriots?
2: Yeah yeah no we got no chance mate uh, it's long gone we, we were just that team that mathematically can make it in there's no there's no chance unfortunately last week's loss was was it a lot of us were talking you know that we had to win out uh, if we would have won out including the rams game we would have been 10 and 6 but mate in the afc this year even though that seventh seed has come in and i think the worry for everyone was with the seventh seed there's going to be a weak team in there with potentially a a 500 record or even a losing record. Not an AFC mate this year. It is a strong, strong kettle of fish there. It is
0: crazy, yeah, because you're looking at the seventh seed as an eight and five team and the the people who are most in the hunt being the Ravens, obviously, uh, with eight wins as well and the Raiders with seven wins. Um, I was actually looking at both uh, conferences just as just interesting because you look at the bottom of the AFC... You've got um, the Jets, the Jack, the Jags, and the Bengals, all what zero, one, and two wins respectively. And if you look at the NFC, the lowest team is the Panthers on four wins. So, like so the AFC is the cream of the crop. But you've also got the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It
2: always seems like it's going to be that way. But the, we're going to have the cream of the crop for a long time because of the QBs that we've got in uh, this conference. Unfortunately, it's going to be tough. The teams that are sort of up there at the moment, I feel as if. They're going to be up there for yeah, quite a while. And
0: Rivers and Big Ben. Oh yeah, up to it. the age of like 26 or something. Yeah. Craig. How do you feel about being just on the fringe here? Because I, I think we all had the Ravens taking. I think I in didn't have them as the winning the AFC North. How do you feel about your chances?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's 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 not the best place to be. I thought we'd be in a much better position than we are now. Um, It's going to be, it's down to us and the Dolphins. Um, I think at the moment, the Dolphins, uh, they have a slight edge with us, over us, because they have a better win percentage in terms of conference games. But for the remaining three games of the season, we have a much easier run than they do. So for the last three games of the season, we've got to play the Jags this week. Then we played the Giants and the Bengals. Um, so not the toughest schedule, I think, to finish out. Whereas the Dolphins have, they've got to play the Patriots this week. You were no pushovers, like you know, it's a, it's a division rival, and obviously, like the, the Patriots can show, you know, that they can turn up and play. And Bill knows them quite well. And um, but then they've also got to go and face the Raiders and the Bills, so they've got quite a, a tough end to the season. So I think um, if it, you know, there's a high probability I would say that we win out, barring any big mistakes. Whereas for them, I think there's some pretty tough games on the slate there, particularly the Bills last game of the season.
0: That is good. Now that you mentioned those Dolphin games, that's crazy because if the Dolphins win out and the, I assume one of the Colts or the Browns don't lose two games, you you wouldn't be in the playoffs then. And the Dolphins could win those games. They're all games that are, their defence can definitely win the game. It is unsurprisingly that the NFL probably wanted in the story of this year... To attack Low is probably going to be trying to lead the Dolphins into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you see now, the you seen the game against last week against the Chiefs. You know, that's the reigning Super Bowl champs, and they they had them sweating buckets by the end of it. Like it was a pretty close game. So, I mean, they they have every every chance to do it, and the the fate's in their own hands at the moment.
0: And if we move on to the flip side of the NFC, um, likewise, we have got two teams already clinched. Green Bay Packers have taken their division. Uh, and the Saints have clinched a playoff spot without the division yet, though. Uh, and then in order, we've got the LA Rams at nine and four, uh, Washington football team at six and seven, uh, Seattle Seahawks at nine and four, Tampa Bay at eight and five, and then the Cardinals in at seven and six. Um, the teams on the fringe here, I mean, most obviously is Minnesota or Chicago. Um, but then you the got to remember that the NFC East is a bit of a random one as well, because whilst the Washington are the team to beat right there, that it could swing so easily.
2: Yeah, the NFC is a a funny one. Those seven teams that are in it right now, if they were to end, if it was to end right now and they were the seven teams, I think most fans, just sort of neutrals, would be quite happy with that. I would say they potentially are the seven most most exciting teams in the NFC for me. I know you've got Washington are more of a defensive team, But they're exciting on defence, which is so good. And they've got the great story of Alex Smith. But you're right, it all about that NFC East team. Who's going to uh, make it in? Washington have obviously got it at the moment. And then you've got great stories like Tampa Bay are sitting in there at the moment. I I don't know about Tampa Bay. They're a a funny old team. And then the Cardinals is the seventh seed. What a seventh seed. You know you're always going to get a good, fun game with them. So, yeah, it's it's good to see.
1: Yeah, that that three-horse race, I think, between... Arizona and, and Minnesota and Chicago, I think that could be, depending on how the next couple of weeks play out, that could be quite an interesting last week of the season because that, that's what I'm hoping for. Like, there's, It's getting to that point in the season now where like, you want it to be close to keep it interesting rather than teams just sort of being guaranteed in and there's not a lot to play for. Um, you've got three teams in the hunt day too and one up against each other this week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they could still be scrapping it out for final week of the season and it could make you make it a, a fun end to the regular season to watch.
0: Definitely. Um, so we'll get into each team's particular odds and whatever as we go through. Just go over a bit of news from last week. A couple of injuries, uh, Rodney McLeod and Jack Driscoll, um, starting safety and starting right tackle for the Eagles, both out of the season. Devo Samuel for the 49er, um, probably their best receiver. He's been ruled out with a potential season ending leg injury, but they don't know. Uh, Matthew Stafford's out again, or doubtful, with a rib injury. Uh, Daniel Jones has earned an additional leg injury um, on top of the hamstring when he had like two or three weeks ago. Um, on the opposite side, Drew Brees has been activated from IR. Whether he plays against the Chiefs is still in the air. Uh, but you've got to remember he broke his, he, what, fractured 11 ribs five weeks ago, which is pretty nuts. Uh, and on some coaching uh, news, Raiders defensive coordinator has hit the chopping block. And the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, who's has been under a lot of criticism, has been told he's not returning next year, which is as good as being future So He's fighting for a new job now. Um yeah, the I think we're now starting to see the, the 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 teams that do need to make these changes are start starting to.
1: Well yeah, we're getting to the business end of the season now. I think, um, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, at this point in the season, with only a few weeks left, unless you had a lot to play for, I don't see the point in in firing people now. Um, you may as well just wait it out. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see. I think we we might see more to come over the next coming weeks. Who's still on the hot seat, Joe? Ooh, who's still on the um Anthony Lynn? Definitely.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. even if you know the Chargers got a good win last week, he's just blown it too many times there. Obviously Gase is he's just there for tanking. Um when you're going to Jacksonville, Doug Morone. I think it's a tough one there because he, he hasn't got the best roster, potentially the worst roster uh, in the NFL. I think he's got a young team there and it, it, you almost feel as if any team with a one-win season going into week 15, he would be on the hot seat. But for me, I haven't heard too much coming out of Jacksonville and I don't think there's too much moaning because they know how much of a rebuild it is. But I just find that quite a peculiar one.
0: What about Matt Nagy? Well
2: yes. But then also it's it's difficult because the, the the quarterbacks he's
0: been given. On a Super Bowl MVP on a second overall pick. <laughs> yeah, but, oh yeah.
2: Okay, on paper, yes, on paper. But come on, when they go when they go play in Chicago, I know the the play calling's a bit funny. I think yes, I think he should go. I think Chicago have They've invested quite a bit into that team. You know, they've got Khalil Max still there. You bring a player of that, that bigger name and that good a player, you need to win things. And you can't just keep coming third in the division, fourth in the division. I know they went 12 and four a few years ago. And if it weren't for double doink, uh, they would be doing pretty, you know, they they could have ended up having a decent playoff run. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, yeah, Nagy's definitely on that, on that seat.
1: I think two people that are on the hot seat at the moment that we've not mentioned ones you've got Zach Taylor over at the Bengals yeah, um, I think you know I think bringing him in from the Rams I think they expected a lot more from them there has been quite a few rumblings I've seen in some of the you know cause it's, it's from the AFC no groups and stuff like that that I've, I've been in and reading up on that like there, a lot of the the players there have been calling out the coaching staff and the the um, to do it. I mean it looks like there's a lot of players there trying to get out and there's a bit of dysfunction there I, should mention, was, I know actually that long time Bengals D tackle Geno Atkins
0: he who's like one of the last Marvin Harrison guys uh, he's been placed on IR and he, he's basically I think he's all but been told that he, he's not returning next season they're not signing him again
1: yeah like we, we said weeks ago that about AJ Green wanting out and there was a couple of others that look like they wanted out um, but I think the other ones Mike McCarthy um, you know he. One of I remember at the start of the season when he first hired him I'm coming out and saying that he sat down and he had took like a sabbatical from football and he was just living in a barn somewhere just watching football religiously and at one point like he said he watched every snap from the previous season and all this and and since then he's came out and admitted that he was lying about most of it and um he's kind of conned his way into a job a little bit. Um, but I think that's the same problems. There, there seems to be a bit of dysfunction. I think in the locker room a lot of the players don't seem to be um, getting behind them and there seems to be the players seem to be butting heads a bit with the coaching staff there. Um, Mike, does Mike McCarthy get a, a pass though? Because
0: obviously they were have they'd have a record breaking offense with Dak for
1: those first four weeks? I think I think injuries that will play a factor in it, but I think the hiring of Mike, of Mike Nolan, who's already sort of, you know, we've, we saw that we know his fate now at the moment. Um, I don't think will have helped him because you know that defense has been really, really bad this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think his I think his seat's going to be very hot at the moment. I think Jerry Jerry Jones he's not going to be the most patient guy with him. I don't think. Okay, moving on to some more listener questions. Uh, thank you
0: guys for getting in touch and sending us some of them. Um, we've got friend of the show Fergal Spencer. Which current QB would you have for one drive, one game, one season, and then one decade? What about you, Joe? Oh,
2: this is difficult. So, is one decade is that starting from now for the next ten years? Let's say
0: start starting from the beginning of exclude the record, but starting from the beginning of twenty twenty.
2: Okay, so first one, one drive. Oh, it's, it, for me, oh, I'm, I'm talking between two men, Brady and Rogers. They're my two uh, I think of. I'd probably go Aaron Rodgers right now uh, if I could pick one drive. One game, I would probably also pick Aaron Rodgers. And then for one season... Patrick Mahomes, one decade. Patrick Mahomes. Spice it, it yeah. down for me.
1: Craig. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've said this for many, many years now. For one's, I've I'm going Aaron Rodgers all day. Um, for one game again, like Joe, I probably go Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think for one season right now, I probably would take Rodgers, and then for one decade, um, I go Mahomes. Okay, one drive.
0: I think Aaron Rodgers is a smart one for one drive because he is the cl- most clutch quarterback. am going to flip it up here. One game, I'm probably going to take someone like Lamar Jackson because I think in a vacuum, one game, Lamar Jackson is the most impressive quarterback that's going to beat you in the most ways possible. One season, you, you want someone that's, if we're assuming a current quarterback, you want someone that's really hot, like you don't know if it, what their future is going to hold. I'd probably take Dak Prescott pre-injury. Okay, fair enough. And then one decade, yeah, I think the smart option there is is Patrick Mahomes.
1: I think one guy who we've not mentioned who I'd consider for one game would be Russell Wilson.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd also throw Matt Stafford in that end because he is, I think, doesn't he hold the record for the most comebacks or something crazy?
1: That yeah, wouldn't surprise me with the Lions coming from behind, like. Yeah.
0: Just a bit of a, a left wing consideration, I thought. And um, moving on from that, considering what I said, we've got at the quick snap UK: Is Lamar an elite quarterback? Not, n- not yet. Um, he... Who do we class as elite? Russell Wilson, Brady, and Rogers. Is that the the three? Mahomes. Mahomes, um, yeah, Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean I, would you put Brees in that category not right now not, not right now no um, I don't know I wouldn't say Lamar was elite now not by a long shot I'd say he has potential to be um, but he still has I've got Brady
2: out of elite right now actually yeah he's not elite right
1: now no I think Lamar's still got a bit of a way to go he has the potential to be um, obviously he's, he's shown that he's got a lot of upside to him he's got a high ceiling um, he's shown what he, I think he's just too inconsistent at the moment and um, I don't know. I guess time will tell. Joe, uh,
2: I, 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 you know, I'm, I probably say no. But then watching the game against the Browns makes me really try not to say yes. I think, I think, yeah, he's got everything there to be. His scrambling is no one beats him. Obviously, he's running, no one beats him. But yeah, he just needs a bit more. I think that throwing game. same as what we said last season just needs a little bit of improvement and then I'd say he's
0: there okay I I agree with both of you Um, so third question we've got is just from Jake Um, the Las Vegas Raiders pass rush generated only one pressure last week according to PFF so it's a very Tim question it's a shame he's not here how many points will the Chargers (laughs) win by
2: I, I know we're going to get into our predictions in a bit but I've got the Chargers to win I, think that,
0: I, I got the Chargers prediction last week against all of you guys yeah exactly Adam
2: can gloat about that one it's rare that that happens uh, but yeah no I've got the, uh, the Chargers I've got the Chargers to win in this game by six I just the Raiders what's happened it's the same as last year
0: yeah they dropped off a cliff somehow
2: yeah we're talking about you know they go to the Chiefs and they have a bit of a moral victory by going and running them close and they've just had like they they got thumped by the Falcons. They just beat the Jets, which is probably the worst part of it. And then they go and get thumped again by the Colts. It's just it's just it's such like a shame.
0: Watching, uh, one of those shows that the, the author doesn't really care who lives or dies, and you get really into a character, and then they just, often no apparent reason, just die. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? That's what's so bit- the Raiders because the Falcons just annihilated mm-hmm. them, and they, they just somehow went away. <laughs> So the
2: NFL's gone like, full Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's just like... Are
1: they, are they missing a lot of guys, or are they, because of COVID and stuff still, or well, what? Like? I know for next game, they've got at least four
0: defensive stars not playing, either due to concussion or COVID or injury. But, yeah, they're, they're not... They're, on the spectrum of terribly injured teams, to teams that haven't been affected, Raiders are definitely towards, like, the Niners and the Eagles. Damn. Um, final question from T Strike Thirty Two: Who do you think will be the MVP this season? I think it's a, probably a good time to address it now because there's you, you've got your clear front runner Aaron Rodgers. Uh, earlier on in the season, the big names of Josh Allen and um, Russell Wilson, Who, Dalvin Cutton right.
2: Derek Henry needs Derek to Henry. be. Yeah. he's because he's not just done it. Like in December, November, this time he's done it all the way through the year. I he has to be, mate. I, just, you think about which players are unplayable in their positions, and you, you know, you've got your Aaron Donalds, you've got your T.J. Watts, you've got your Mahomes on his day, but Derek Henry is just consistently a he monster. Said that, but
0: two weeks ago, he went for sixty yards.
2: It's still not bad.
0: It's like for a running back, that's not awful. Yeah, but Derek Derrick Henry is at the point where you're like if he doesn't get a hundred yards, you're like, ah, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's on course for a two thousand yard um season, I believe. I think he's not too far. I think he needs to get like a hundred and hundred and forty yards a game on average for the last three, which is doable.
0: Craig, anyone you think of that's not that's outside of those?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to, I think, if I'm being realistic, I think it's going to be Team Rodgers or Mahomes. Um, Yeah, Mahomes has quietly just been,
0: because he's not
1: improved,
0: but he didn't need to.
1: But, in all honesty, one of the people who's impressed me the most this season, and I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, is TJ Watt. Um, He's had an incredible season. Do not discount from that conversation
0: Xavier Howard though for the Dolphins because TJ Watt plays on an absolutely phenomenal defence which obviously is going to pump his stats a tiny bit Xavier Howard, he does play on a good team he's opposite Byron Jones and I think they are the best secondaries in the league together but he's he's already pulled off 9 or 10 interceptions including yeah. Holmes he's, he, Stefan Gilmore got it last year didn't he if you look at the stats in a vacuum Xavier Howard's already passed him this year yeah, he's definitely in the in the conversation.
2: Yeah, I think it's like yeah nine ints this year, which is mental, mate. But it's, it just seems to have gone really under the radar because everyone when everyone talks about the dolphins, it's all about that collective team. But there are these individuals that are excellent, and he should absolutely be. I think on that
0: interception list, Byron Jones is fifth or something. So it's, it's not like he, he's doing badly either.
1: Chase Young, I think, is another one that's up there for at least defensive player of the year. or um, the just like, playing
0: last week was just phenomenal. And yeah, he's so, he's so big. Like watching run, it's like watching Derrick Henry run because he's they're both just enormous human beings.
1: For someone to come onto a side and just make an immediate impact like that, like there's there's very few people you can look around the league and have been able to, to do that. Okay,
0: um, Craig, you had a, an idea for us to go over some some Xmas wishes.
1: Yeah, so it's holiday season um i guess it's a it's a time for sitting and reflecting and thinking and you know it's a christmas time for little, little christmas miracles to happen um you know and we've all we all have our own little christmas wishes so i was wondering what you guys if you guys have any nfl christmas wishes if there's something that if some sort of christmas miracle in your head could happen in terms of the nfl whether it's to do with your team or the league in general um what Can would it be?
0: Some more teams get some more wins. Love to see the Jets get two more wins and lose the first overall pick and just see what happens. <laughs>
2: so My one, my wish is after watching the Ravens on Monday and just seeing, you know, the team not being riveted by Corona, it just made me wish for, oh my, wish for no Corona would be nice. Uh, but for teams that be fully healthy, teams aren't like the Ravens. I think with with what's gone on with them and them struggling this year due to not having about 15 players a game, we've been almost we've had a great exciting team that made last year so enjoyable, taken away from us. And I just feel as if we just need to get you know just everyone to be completely healthy playing as every team playing as well as they can because the, you know Ravens showed us last week that you know what an exciting team they are and they've been a miss to the league does Carson Wentz become good again mate <laughs> uh, come on this is wow. Christmas wish ain't a genie lamp <laughs>
1: well for me like other than other than the Ravens making the playoffs which is an obvious one I had my actually I, I went a different way with mine I had two um about two particular, like two players in particular. So one for me would be—he's uh, a personal favourite of mine. Um, would see Larry Fitzgerald win a ring. Um, I think a guy like that deserves it, and for the kind of career he's had, he, you know—to have at least to, to have that, he deserves it. Um, I think for me, the other one would be—I think the other one for me would be the Texans to let JJ walk go, go to a better team, and um, see if he can have some some success elsewhere and um, the chances of him going are slim i guess they might let him go because he is reaching towards the end of his contract now his contract's not in a position where it's too much for the teams to pick it up um he's been there a long time he's, he's done his part he's he's you know he's he's getting into the twilight of his career now um the texans are desperate for picks and he still has stock in him i think and jj you know, might just do a Brady and go and see his twilight some somewhere else of his career somewhere else and trade him somewhere where he's gonna be in a much better position to maybe have a bit more success than he's had at the Texans. Like next to a defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. Oh. I mean, yeah, that, I, mean, I, was, I did think, well, when I was thinking about this earlier today, I thought, well, what have we mentioned so far this season? And I remember back when the Texans were playing the Steelers, we were talking about how good it would be to see the three of them play together on the on the same side of the ball. That would be quite fun. JJ on one side, TJ on the other. like and Derek on the offence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK, um, speaking of Xmas wishes, mine came true last week because I won predictions. Um, do you want to give us a run over last week?
2: Yes, so massive week last week. Uh, really, really changed things around. So Adam was the highest scorer, uh, getting 15 points. Craig was second, getting 14. Tim was third, getting 10. And I was last, getting nine. No one got a correct score. However, Adam uh, got his bold prediction of getting uh, the Chiefs to have three offensive turnovers. And Craig got his of Mitch Trubisky not to throw an interception. So, yeah, good, good week around for you two boys. Uh, Me and Tim sort of let ourselves down a little bit. So the overall scores, it makes things closer. Uh, I didn't realise how much closer, but it's a fair amount. I'm still out in the lead with 167. Tim is second with 161. Craig is third with 160. And Adam is there with 152. So that gap has shut down... Time. I'm creeping up. i'm creeping up 15 points <laughs> three three more of those weeks and
0: I'll, I'll be up there with you
2: that's terrifying that's the three three regular season weeks to go mate and then playoffs you cut down you that gap
0: what? i feel like i'm getting hot <laughs> <laughs> <It's hating on. laughs> Ooh, baby it's heating up it's winter right let's go straight into our uh predictions Make it very important to know that this Saturday there are two NFL games. There is a Saturday doubleheader. Do not forget to add it to your calendars, or you will miss them. Um, that being said, let's go straight to Thursday night's football's game. Craig, you've got Chargers at the Raiders.
1: Yeah. So after a humiliating loss to the Patriots in in Week 13, and even though they had the playoff picture, the Chargers put up put that embarrassment behind them and rebounded in a big way, beating the Falcons at home last week, as Adam said to him, going solo on that pick, um, 20 to 17. So Justin Herbert, he threw for 243 yards and two touchdowns and an interception on 36 of 44 completions. He's, he's going to be open to carry that momentum into this rematch with the Raiders, the the Raiders, the you know, as we said before, they're having some defensive woes, and at the minute they currently have one of the softest pass defenses in the league the last few weeks. And and Herbert had success against them earlier on this season in the in the thirty-one to twenty-six home loss back in Week Nine. Herbert in that game threw for three hundred twenty-six yards and two touchdowns with no picks on twenty-eight to forty-two completions in that game, and he, he should be feeling that he can put in that kind of performance again. It certainly looks like it the way he's he's on form at the minute. Um, the Raiders will, like I said, with the, the struggles on defense really doing them last week. They picked up a forty-four to twenty-seven loss at home to the Colts, who trampled all over Vegas with the the rushing attack. The the defense has, has really been a problem for them the past few weeks. I know Tim was was particularly fuming after that game. Um, they've it, it's been that bad that they fired the defensive coordinator, as we as we mentioned earlier, and perhaps that firing could reignite this defence a little bit and maybe give them a bit of a, a spark and a kick up the backside that they need as they go into to face the Chargers, who are quite a prolific team in terms of the, the, the total yards are usually quite high, but they struggle to finish drives. So the Chargers are eighth in the NFL in total offence, but 22nd in scoring. So they can get down a field, but once they hit the red zone, they, they struggle to convert that into points and um, particularly you know the consistency of taking care of the ball. Of taking care of the ball, they they seem to be turning the ball over a lot. They're turning it over at least one and a half times a game, which is 14th in the NFL at the moment. So at, at seven and six, going into to week 15, um, in their home game against the Chargers, the Raiders Raiders are currently ninth in the AFC, game behind the Dolphins in number seven and and the Ravens in eighth there's a few scenarios in which they can qualify, but I believe the most reasonable just to keep it short is that the Ravens went out at 11 and five and the the Raiders went out themselves and put themselves in a head to head tie with the Browns at 10 and six Browns are favoured against the giants and the jets the next two weeks, but they do have to play the Steelers in week 17 if the Browns go one and two, while both the Raiders and the Ravens went out, while assuming that there isn't some kind of nosedive from the the Colts or the the Titans who are currently leading the the NFC the AFC South at the moment, then the Raiders will get in at the number seven seed ahead of the Browns and the Dolphins, um, at ten and six because they beat both the teams earlier in the season. Oh yeah, sorry. So in this game, I've got I did originally have the Raiders, but I've, I don't know I've. I've just changed my mind. I've gone charges by four instead. <laughs> oh, I
0: when I put my score in this, you all had the raiders, and I now see nothing but charges.
1: I I definitely put charges first. I've only yeah. I only oh, I filled mine in last, and I did originally have raiders, and I was the only person with raiders. But um, so I have charges by four. Uh, Tim has charges by three,
2: and yeah, I've got charges by six.
0: Okay, you're all starting to see. Plus the Raiders are starting to dive, as you said. Um, Talking about uh, the Colts, Joe, your next game, you've got an AFC South matchup. Yeah, so
2: AFC South matchup here. Uh, Usually it's when the last few years... When this game comes along, it's the Texans that are the one that are pushing for the playoffs. However, yeah, the Texans are put down here that the Texans are done out here. Uh, they're, they're, they're finished for this season, basically. They lost heavily to, a, to the Bears last week, 36-7. to seven. Uh, Bears putting 36 points up on the air. It's never a good thing. They've got a lot to address in the off-season. However, it's going to be halved after Bill O'Brien. He traded away half their draft picks, which isn't ideal uh, when you want your team to uh, improve. However, you've got the Sean Watson there at quarterback. So you've got one major part okay Uh, with the Colts. Good news for them is that their running game is back. Jonathan Taylor, ever since he got coronavirus, has become a different animal. Maybe that's what people need. A little bit of Rona and uh, you start playing at the top of the game. But yeah, no, he was great last week. He got like over 140 yards and two touchdowns. Finally giving my fantasy team a big boost with, with their running game being good as well. It keeps the pressure of Phil Rivers needing to really do too much. If Phil Rivers can just do enough... Then that that's good for them. I mean, they've got a really well-rounded team. We've mentioned it a lot this season. Their defense played really well. Uh, they picked off Car a couple of times last week, and yeah, I, I really like the Colts. I just think they're a standard team. I don't know how far they will go in the playoffs. I'm pretty convinced that they they're going to be there. Uh, they're in a head-to-head for the division title against the Titans. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one sort of uh, ends up going. As uh, both the teams, I think it's very. Uh, difficult to to split the two if the Colts are going to go and make the playoffs uh, their last three games that they got obviously uh, the Texans they have got to play the Steelers then the Jacks so you know if they go two and one and end up with 11 and five as their record that should be enough whether it's enough to win the division who knows Um, yeah this game was only played two weeks ago however Uh, it was very close it was Actually, it was a, a fumble in the last minutes uh, for the Colts to recover is what won it. The Sean Watson himself was the only man keeping the Texans in the game, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. I don't think it's going to be as close this time, however, as I've got the Colts to win it by 14.
0: Yeah, um, the, the Colts are playing for everything in the Texans on right now. So right alongside you there, I've got the Colts winning that by eleven.
1: Yeah, I've gone the same way as you guys. I've got um, I've got the Colts by nine.
0: Okay, um, Tim has got the Colts by eight. My first game, I've got the Panthers at the Packers. Um, Panthers come off a game they shouldn't really have lost, uh, considering how, how they were looking. And um, granted, they haven't got two of the best players. They haven't got DJ Moore or Christine McCaffrey, uh, and the Broncos actually looked like a uh, the team. Uh, at least a couple of us expected them to be this year. Uh, they look really good. Um, Teddy Bridgewater had another mediocre game. He threw him for 283 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I think I saw a, a stats. I love a bit of stats. And it was like Teddy Bridgewater throws the third least negative plays, but he also throws the second least positive plays. So everything he does is very neutral, leading me and lots of other people on Reddit to think the Teddy Bridge is now the new Dalton line, but we'll see. Um, Mike Davis had a quiet day on the ground. Uh, receivers, they've got really good receivers. Uh, they all went between like 60, 80 yards. So they, they were getting production, but um, no dice. Uh, DJ Moore should be returning back for this game. Uh, whilst Christine McCaffrey is still probably going to remain out. Uh, He was my fantasy bust, so thank you. I picked him in one of my leagues. Um, At four and nine, the Panthers, they're not really in the playoff contention. They can make it through very weird ways, but overall, they're in a mix of do they want to get the better draft pick or do they want to show that they're a team which they have looked good at points this season. So I think... Their fans can't be too unhappy about it. Plus, FA Obada got a big sack return. Uh, let's go FA. Yep. Um, Packers clinch the North uh, in their victory over Detroit. Uh, Matt Stafford did what he could. He did as Matt Stafford usually does. He keeps them in the game uh, with his arm. Um, but that Packers offense, man, it's it's just different to other offenses. It just is very overbearing. This doesn't seem you could do much to stop it. Defonte Adams, man he's very much in contention for offensive player of the year because he ain't going to get MVP because he some of the catches he makes just don't seem human he's always driving that offense it's crazy um with the eagles being the saints which i'm going to mention lots through this podcast uh the packers now hold the number one seed uh, in the nfc uh so it's very much something they do not want to let it go. Now they're only the ones who gets the bye. It's much more of a prized possession. Um, so you're not going to see them take their foot off the gas at all. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw for three touchdowns, uh, 290 yards. Uh, the running backs shared 100 yards between them. Um, the Packers' defense does sometimes show cracks, especially against offenses that are really good in the run or really good on the pass. Um, but if the Panthers' defence can stun Aaron Rodgers, they'll have a chance of being in this game because their offence is fairly impressive sometimes. Um, But I just don't see the Packers letting themselves fall down at this point. They've got a fairly easy schedule going forward. They've got to play Panthers this week, Titans next week, and as we know, the Titans' defence can't really stand up to a heavy offence. Uh, And they also get to play the Bears in the final game, which if that game is for the Packers to get the bye, that game is going to be really fun to watch because, you know, Chicago's want to spoil all their fun. Um, But that being said, I don't think it's going to be too much of a game. Like I said, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to just flex his muscles some more. uh, And I've got them winning by 14.
2: Yeah, the Panthers seem to have just fallen off a little bit, which is a shame because they were... Really enjoyable team to watch, and I think we we're all getting behind them. But yeah, they just seem to sort of hit that hit that wall a little bit, and I don't think this game's going to be too fair on them. I've got the Packers to win this by 20.
1: Oh, that's quite steep. Um, I've gone not quite that big. I've gone same as Adam Packers by 14. <laughs>
0: <laughs> slightly
1: less powerful
2: one Packers by 10. That, that reaction from Craig just made me laugh. <laughs> but,
0: ooh, that's steep. Steep <laughs> Um, Craig, your next game, the thriller, the four named wonders Jets at Rams.
1: Yeah, so first of all, let's just offer up our thoughts and prayers to the Jets nation. Um, they only have three weeks left to pull themselves out of joining the zero-win club. Not the best club to be in, Um but with every loss that the team suffers, there is a silver lining. They moved that little bit closer to winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake that seems to be going on at the moment. Um, the Jets lost their 13th game of the season after f- um, falling short to the Seattle Seahawks uh, last week, and, and <laughs> they got quite a bit of a from 40 to 3. Um, Sam Darnold, he passed for 132 yards and, and no touchdowns on 14 or 26 completions. Doesn't make the best reading. If anything, at least he didn't throw a pick. One positive, eh? Um The Jets will, you know, they will have wide receiver back, Denzel Mims, after missing the Seattle game due to personal reasons. Mims is the, you might, you know, at the moment he's the third best receiver on the Jets this season. He's, he's you know, if his presence alongside Crowder and Perryman at least gives New York some sort of level of threat, I guess, and uh, going up against the Rams, the Jets are averaging just 14 points a game and averaging around 270 yards a game. So it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> they, they were about as much positives as I could find on that side of the ball. Um, anyway, moving on to the Rams, they got their ninth win of the season and the fourth in the last five. Um, after defeating the New England Patriots 24-3 to at home last week. Sorry, Joe, um, that must not have been the best game to sit and watch. Rams' defence showed no mercy against New England. The defence recorded six sacks in an interception and allowed just 3.7 yards per carry, which is no easy feat considering that this Patriots' offence has been quite good with the, the run this season. Um, considering how lifeless the Jets are on offense it's scary to think just what kind of things Adam Donald and co can, um, can unleash on the New York Jets the Jets pass protection is among the worst in the league uh, in my opinion anyway and Sam Darnold just got sacked uh, I think it was two three times last week so um, now going in to deal with the Rams that's on 42 sacks for the season Um but even Jared Goff and the Rams off um, offense, you know, they, they, they should be enough to take down the Jets. The Rams are fifth in the NFL with 389 yards per game. They, they should have no problem moving the chains on the weekend. And they're sitting at nine and four, like I said, and they're positioned nicely in the NFC. The, the Rams are extremely close to locking up a playoff berth now. Um, for the third time in fourth season, the the path to the playoffs is pretty simple, really. They don't really need any help from anybody else to get there. They could clinch it this week with a win over the Jets. Um, But they can't lock up the division till next week uh, when they go and play the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I've got Rams by 11 in this one. Yeah, it's just,
0: again, they're going to want to try and pound them and get some momentum going into the playoffs. Rams by 23.
2: Yeah, exactly the same reason as
0: the I've got the Rams to win by nine. Craig was like, yeah, Aaron Donald's gonna smash him, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he's got all <laughs> <More> prediction five <faster>. out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Joe, your next game, you've got another team fighting for the playoffs.
2: Yes, I do, and just before remember Tim uh, oh, got got Rams yeah. by eleven. Oh, That's course, all right, so. just just in case <laughs> Tim gets it right and we don't have it on record.
0: Uh, Rams by eleven for Tim. <laughs> Uh, what was my game? It was... Uh,
2: Lions at Titans. Ah, uh, Lions at Titans. Right, so straightway off the bat, and I know people will disagree with this, but this is a sort of hot take of mine. I think offensively, when any team gets going at their peak, no one is better than the Titans. That is my thought. That's how I feel about it. I think Derek Henry's unstoppable. I think Tannehill does exactly what he needs. I think AJ Brown is class. I just think the Titans, when they get going, they're just an unstoppable tide.
0: I'll tell you what, do you know what they, what they remind me of? But they've just done it with one person when the Saints had Kamara and Mark Ingram and they would just punch you in the face, punch you in the face, throw it down <laughs> the exactly what you want. Their, their win last week was just so
2: Titans. It was just, you know, Derek Henry running all over the defense and just storming away. And then suddenly, oh, little Luke Boy over the top. Oh, look, AJ Brown's completely free. He's doing some crazy catches, all this sort of stuff. Just just classic Titans. So, yeah, so I mentioned it earlier that this is Derek Henry season. It, this is the time of the year where he really goes off. And boy, is he going off. He's just very close to a 2,000-yard season. I mean, if that happens, then blimey. Uh, it's a rare rare thing, and it's a great thing to witness. So I really hope that he does that just about because the guy I'm in the final with for our fantasy league has got Derek Henry. So if he could hold it next week, then then that would be all right. But yeah, the Titans won 31-10 against the divisional rivals, uh, the Jaguars. It was a win that was always going to happen. The Jags have sort of given up after week one, especially when they're not playing their best quarterback. Titans, as mentioned, sort of easy, easy game for them. Uh, A little bit of rest and it's a game I think this week against the Lions that will be fairly easy for them as well. Talked about Henry, uh, the Lions, they are 29th in yards allowed per game on the ground. So it's not an amazing matchup really there. Uh, I just see this one being a complete battering. The Lions, last week, as Adam mentioned just before, uh, they went and lost to the Packers. Yeah, uh, Matt Stafford was keeping them in the game. Uh, He, you know, didn't do do enough, unfortunately. It's a bit difficult when you've got to come up against Rodgers, Adams, Jones and all of that lot. As I mentioned, I think this game is going to be very similar uh, as it has gone in other Titans games with them just running the ball on the ground. And Ryan Tannehill doing what he can, when he can. Just a little short one here, really, this, this preview. The Lions are technically still within a chance of making the playoffs. Very unlikely, though. And I think they'll be completely out of the playoff race uh, when the Titans win this game by 14.
0: Uh, I'm exactly on the same game as you. The Lions definitely can't stop the
1: run. Uh, Titans by 21. I did have Titans by
0: 14. I'm... Yeah,
1: I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go Titans by 14. See, Joe's just making a small edit to his. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, so no, sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say, Joe? Yours
2: was? <laughs> Mine was t- uh, Titans by 14.
1: Yeah, 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 Um, I did have Titans by 10. I think I'm. You know what? No, I'm going to stick Titans by 10. Go on. Sorry, that was just all complete faff for no reason. <laughs> And Tim has
0: got the Titans by five. He's got that a much more narrow victory. Uh, moving on to my next game. Speaking of the Jags, I've got the Jaguars heading to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Jags come off aforementioned thrashing by Derek Henry. Um, that was very timed very well, these two games, I must say. Uh, they allowed him to have two touchdowns, 215 yards, as he said. Um, Gardner Minshew did manage to regain his starting role, uh, and he gave the Jags a small little spark in the game, but wasn't really going to be enough for them. Uh, Ravens, we've mentioned it at the beginning, but what a game! Um, do yourself a favor and watch that if you haven't, if, if you if you have the time, because it, it really was brilliant. Um, probably game of the year, um, unless there's one coming in the future, because I can't think of one so far that was anywhere near to us. Uh, meaningful and intense as that. Uh main storyline of the pooper bowl was Lamar Jackson going off with quote unquote cramps, as we mentioned, and doing his little duck waddle to the locker room. Um but I mean how many games have the Ravens won against even if it's not a divisional rival, these really close, brutal games, how many of them end with Justin Tucker kicking a field goal to win it? And that is just how the Ravens win all the time because they do have the best kicker the game has seen. Uh, the safety at the end was just to piss off uh, all the people trying to bet on the covering the spread spread of minus three, and uh, so Vegas got a lot of money out of that. Um, but yeah, um, the, in the game, the Jags actually it, it historically play the Ravens really well. Uh, they actually hold the advantage in the series 12-9. and nine. Uh, The last time they played, as Craig will fondly remember, uh, on a lovely London day, Blake Ball batted them 44-7. Uh, however, the Ravens currently hold the number one ranked running offence in the league. Uh, they average 173 yards a game. Uh, and pretty much every facet of comparing these teams, they are the better team. Um, the game's going to be a lot closer than I think we'll realise uh, I think this is a game that it's going to be a bit of squeaky bum time for you Craig uh, but I do have the Ravens winning this one by 8 uh, little shout out to Clay Campbell and, and got Ngocquai because it is their revenge game
1: uh, I've gone Ravens by 10 I think it'd be in their revenge game I think the, the, the defence has been balling out and that's been for weeks but I think there's going to be a little bit of extra juice in the tank for them Um I think the Ravens are pissed off. I think with COVID and everything that's happened, and the way the sort of the mid-season blip that we had, um, I think yeah, they starting to, it Looks like they're starting to get hot and come back in a big way. Um, so yeah, I'm going. I'm going Ravens by ten.
2: Yeah, I think the Ravens are getting back to their best again. I've got them to win by twelve.
1: Uh, and
0: we have got. Duh, 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 Tim has got the. Ravens by 12. I should mention, I know we did go through it before, the Ravens schedule going forward. Um, just a little more analysis. You've got Giants coming up next week um, who are a bit of a t- hot team on random days. So you, you need to win out to uh, to be in the best chance. And then obviously Bengals last game, it's a divisional game, but that's going to be your final push. So, I think there is a good chance of you winning now. It's unfortunately not completely in your in your hands to, to make it in the playoffs.
1: No, yeah, we're just, just going to have to wait and see what happens with, with the Dolphins. Yeah, and that, that's the worst feeling when you're just waiting
0: for another team to, to lose. Um, moving on to your next game, Craig, you've got uh, the Bills and the Broncos.
1: Yeah, so the Buffalo Bills, they um, they're running away with the top spot in the AFC East. Um, but they they still need one more game to guarantee it and they could get that this week against the Broncos uh, after picking apart the Pittsburgh Steelers last week 26 to 15 at home. The I think the Bills prove what many of us have said all season and already knew that this Bills team is a it is a quality team and a serious contender to win the Super Bowl. Um I believe it was Tim's pick at the, the beginning of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, so am I right in saying that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he he got the twin. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl winning the AFC Championship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, Buff- Buffalo's defense it was it was on point in that Steelers game. The Bills intercepted Big Ben twice and and held Pittsburgh's backfield to just forty-seven rushing yards on seventeen carries. That's a you know that's a high-powered Steelers offense, and Buffalo just slowed it right down. So expectations of them sort of stuffing Denver is surprisingly high now, I guess. Denver's only 29th in the league with 19.8 tape points per game. The Broncos are also known for their struggles on offense that usually results in turnovers. Um I know they've had quite a few the past few weeks and it's not been going too well for them in terms of turnovers. Um the you know the Broncos are averaging I think it was two turnovers a game at the moment, which is the worst in the NFL. Um for Denver, well it was a uh, Bit of a surprise last week. Drew Locke he he didn't record a turnover, surprisingly, in Denver's 32 to 27 win over the Carolina Panthers on the road last week. It's the the first time since week one that Locke didn't turn the ball over. So it's a I'd, I'd say quite a notable accomplishment. At least there's say at least there's a, a bit of. I don't know, a bit of improvement there, I guess. Um, Locke flourished in the Panthers game, passed for four touchdowns and, and no interceptions for 21 or 27 completions while finishing with 280 passing yards. That's, a, I imagine, a much-needed confidence builder for them heading into this uh, this game against quite a tough Bills defence. But the, the Broncos' defence will definitely have to do their part in, in keeping Denver in this game to keep up with that Buffalo offence. Denver's pass rush will look to duplicate their performance that they had against Carolina with the sack bridge water four times. Um, and that puts them on eighty-six sacks for the season. So for this one, I've got Bills by 14. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bills just, they, they
0: played what, it, it's still a good team in the Steelers, but, and, they, and they just put on a, a practice. They're a, a very good team. And whilst the Broncos are, look, they look good they're just going to get schooled. And I've, I've got the Bills by 12.
2: I I just hope that the Broncos don't watch that game and think Drew Locke is the future still. Yeah, he's got you know just completely look past that. He, he's not he's not the man for them. The Bills, yeah, unfortunately, uh, they've pretty much got the AFC East in the bag. You know, it is what it is. We'll let them have this one. But yeah, I've got them to win. Uh, and I've got them to win by 10.
0: Okay. Uh, Tim's got the Bills by seven. Um, bit of breaking news I guess uh, this makes me want to change one of our previous games as well um, top two wide receivers for the Chargers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have both been ruled out oh, oh that's massive I regret
1: changing now I did have the Raiders originally I think I want to renege and take the Raiders now Ooh. yeah I feel yeah. I did have the Raiders and the Gecko and then I changed it last second <laughs>
0: Do, do I have your permission to take the Raiders by two? Well, Tim,
2: what's Tim gonna do? That's that's my yeah, only... send we, him a text and give Yeah,
1: we could give him the option.
2: Yeah, give him the option. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna stick. The Raiders by two.
0: I just don't believe in the Raiders defence enough. I'm a Chargers fanboy and I don't think they take this without those two.
1: No, I'm going Raiders by four. I think that offence is just, even if that offence, only the offence turns up, I think they'll still win that game, which yeah, is why I was tempted to pick them in the first place.
0: And I will, I'll, I'll tell you the scores, now. the change, the other announcement, uh, because it will make you change a future one, uh, James Bradbury, uh, the top cornerback for the Giants, is on the COVID list. Oh playing against the browns, so that is a huge loss for the Giants defense uh, so take into that what you will, Joe you have got our next game uh you've got the Seahawks traveling to Washington,
2: yeah, so seahawks washington uh not a game at the beginning of the year that you thought you'd be really looking forward to, but to be honest on a, on the slate of the games this is one of the, the top ones on my list, so Seahawks. Had a very emphatic 40 to 3 win against the Jets last week. I think Russell Wilson has been slowing down. His performances have unfortunately taken him out of that MVP conversation, but he was back to his best. Admittedly, who better to play than the Jets to get back to your best? The Hawks, they're a lot more dimensional now. Uh, you know, since they've had Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson back in the team. They've, they've been able to run the ball a lot more. Uh, they've taken a lot of strain off us and DK. And their offense, you know, it, it just seems more balanced, even though they were unbelievable anyway with the whole quarterback wide receiver duo there. It's nice to be able to yeah spread it out a little bit, spread out the reps and spread the ball out. So... Yeah, Seahawks be looking to move forward in that way. And they're going to need to against this Washington defense. I mean, Chase Young, what a game he had last week. He's just such a joy to watch. That whole Washington defense is just excellent. They're so good that they they, they won last week uh, 23-15 against the 49ers. And Washington didn't score a single offensive touchdown. Which, you know, it's, it's always great when your defense can literally single-handedly win you games. You, you just know you're in a good place. Um, however, on the other side of the ball, uh, Alex Smith did go off uh, with a little niggle. I believe it was a calf injury. Uh, don't hold me to that, but it was something in his leg. And uh, Dwayne Haskins came on and wasn't very good. So that was a bit of a, a downside for Washington. This game is going to be very interesting Seahawks you know we, we talked about how their offense is amazing and their defense is is poor. Their defense has been getting better week by week. Um, you know their the pass rush has been getting a lot better. I think Jamal Adams is coming into his game really well also over over there and has sort of been going a little bit under the radar. And I think that's where the game's going to be. Even though it's all about the Washington defense, I think the Seattle pass rush can really, really get at either, you know, if it's Smith or Haskins, whoever's going to be, going to be behind center um, and really put them off and have to give the Washington defense even more to do. Having a look though, I don't get me wrong. I love the Washington defense, and I think they're a great unit. However, this is probably the first really good offense that they have faced since about week seven. Uh out of their six wins, uh they had the Eagles who we know have had their difficulties this year. You did have Dak Prescott's um Cowboys, I believe in week seven. Uh and then they've beaten the Bengals. Uh they've beaten I believe it was still Andy Dalton's Cowboys in week twelve. Uh the Steelers and the 49ers so not the most stellar offenses that they've beaten so I think the Seahawks is probably going to be their biggest test yet and we're really going to see just how good this defense is because of that I have got the Hawks to win this and I've gotten the twin by six
0: I think I that may have just been the straw that's I had the Washington team to win this by two because I I think Alex Smith's pretty much good to go he's trained today and they said they're preparing as if he's playing if Dwayne Haskins plays they aren't going to win this <laughs> I think they're good enough that if Alex Smith plays he can stay in and like you said that defence is mighty um, what is I think is up, definitely up there in one of the top pass defences which is obviously the Seahawks strength and that pass rush is absolutely deadly and I think the Seahawks have already got a couple of injuries up on that line and I, I I really think that they can stop it and make Russell Wilson... Because Russell Wilson occasionally has one of those bad games where he throws two or three interceptions, like no touchdowns, and he just kind of fluffs it. I, I think because I need to make bold moves, I'm going to take stick, in, stick to my gut and take Washington by two.
1: I was very, very tempted to take Washington in this game. I still am, but I mean... No, I've been I've backed the Seahawks a lot this season, even though they've had a bit of a rocky month or so. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks by four. I think they've just got too much to lose at the moment to not show up. They've got Jamal Adams back. Um, like you said, they've got um Carson back and stuff. So I, yeah, I'm gonna go Seahawks by four. And Tim, Tim has gone Seahawks by three. And then, if we
0: look at from a playoff perspective, obviously both these teams are thick in the race, and they're both in divisions where I think the, the Seahawks are what they're in it by, but but games games nine or in the Rams are nine and four at the top, so they're they're fighting for that top spot. They're fighting for home game, which obviously we know Seattle's going to want, whilst Washington. They've got the Giants nipping at their heels, but I don't see the Giants doing better than the, the Redskins. And then they've got the Cowboys on a very easy schedule that could take it, uh, or the Eagles if they pull something off. So they're, they're both they're bust both wins for both teams, I think. Th- thing
2: is, though, if, wouldn't you rather be the five-seed and play the NFC East team away than be the three-seed and play a, a decent team at home?
0: No, I think teams. Will st- I think teams would rate home field advantage over, over. That. How much an advantage is Especially there? Any the more- going to take it as well because they get the money.
1: <laughs> I guess it sure. depends on who the other team is. and who you're going up against. I'd rather take the match up than home field, to be honest. Mm. So no
0: athlete's going to going to not play to win a game. That's the thing.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. Very true.
0: Okay. Um, on to my next game, I had the Browns at Giants. Um, this, get, this is another game that's really uh, important um, into the future. Uh, the Browns come off their defeat to the Ravens in that um, in the Pooper Bowl. Uh, only one win ahead of the Ravens now, so they need to make sure they, they win out, really. If they want to control their own future, they need to win out. Um, Chunt combined for four touchdowns, three of them on the ground um, Baker threw for 343 yards, two touchdowns and an interception Interestingly enough, it included the longest recorded throw in NFL history, uh, which was the throw that sent the Ravens' safety sprinting into the field goal and mm. um, so what was that?
2: 70 yards, 70 something yards.
0: Yeah, Bacon it's is a it's a this weird media assumption that Baker Mayfield's not got a big arm when he's like known for having an absolute rocket.
2: Like, that was one honestly, that whole game, that was one of the things that stood out to me most was
0: how far he threw that ball. Yeah, Man's I remember good. when he played when he played the Bengals back in week three, he showed his arm off as well. It's it is something to watch. Um but yeah, the Giants come off a pretty bad loss to the Cardinals. Uh, I think we were all pretty split over the decision, and they struggled to get anything going. Uh, Kyler Murray had a couple in the past few weeks. He's struggled with his health a bit, uh, and that's why the Cardinals haven't been winning games, I believe. Um, and they are fighting their way up in that brutal NFC West, uh, as there's three of them in the playoffs right now. Uh, Cardinals are seven and six behind Seattle and Rams with nine wins each. So uh, they're probably not going to be getting the home field advantage, but they certainly have to keep winning uh, if they want to stay ahead of Minnesota and Chicago, who are just one win behind them. Um, Yeah, so both teams are in this playoff discussion. Uh, The Giants' defence did well against Cardinals. Uh, especially in the end zone. they You expect the Cardinals, if they're doing well, you'll them to score more than 20 points on you. Um, three fumbles on the Giants' offensive side was really the the telltale sign of this game. Um, the defence caused two fumbles against the Cardinals, recovered zero. So dip to, um, turnover differential, there's three towards the Cardinals. Um, the Giants are one spot behind Washington, so if, if they can get this win... They, they have a reasonable chance because they're playing the Ravens uh, in week 16 uh, that's, it's going to be a brutal game but the Giants are known for their defence if they can pin Lamar down then they're against the Cowboys so yeah they've got a a rough road to the playoffs um, assuming that Washington doesn't just win out um, they could be there but I don't think they're really uh, going to, since they dropped out of the, the, the top spot if, and they're going to be in contention there Uh, Tim's favourite coach Freddie Kitchens is actually calling the plays for the Giants with quarterback Colt McCoy as Daniel Jones has been ruled out uh, alongside uh, obviously James Bradbury as I mentioned before so um, nice to see Freddie Kitchens leading Colt McCoy back against the team he had Colt McCoy with last time Um, so for that reason and not the fact that the Browns are going to just absolutely dominate the game now that the the defence has lost such a key piece um, I have the Browns by 14 um, the Giants are going to fall out the NFC East right now and this is the start of it
1: Yeah I've gone I've gone Browns by 12 um, yeah I don't know I think the Browns are going to be pissed off after last week but they, they've also shown what they can do um, I think the Browns they, they've had they've got such a, a good chance of staying in the playoff hole, I mean it would be a very Browns thing to do to fall out of it but I mean, this is one of the best seasons they've had in a long time, and I think this team's finally starting to live up to the expectations. I think and the potential that it's 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 had for for a little while now. So yeah, I'm going um, I'm going Browns by twelve.
2: Yeah, I was when when the Browns were nine and three, I thought that that record sort of complemented them a little bit, but after watching that game against the Ravens, nah, they are they're a good good team. Uh, I've got the Browns to win this one and I've got them to win by tw- uh, nine, nine.
0: Um, Tim has the, where are we looking again? I've lost it. Tim's got the, Tim the Browns, Browns by, by, seven. by seven. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to go full Tim German. schedule. Browns <laughs> schedule going forwards, pr- it's interesting because they've got the Jets next week, so you, you'd think that's a pretty safe one in the bag. And they're playing the Steelers in the final week. That game is going to be monstrous. Yeah.
2: The thing is, though, we say that it might be at the point where both teams just need to play their practice squads and sort of, you know, rest yeah, up.
0: The Steelers are. They they can still push for that number one seed if the if the Chiefs lose. If. <laughs> if hey man, they they play the Chiefs are still got good teams to play. That's true. It's very true. Okay, uh, moving on to your next game, Craig. You have uh, Joe's Patriots facing the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, so... Patriots against the Dolphins. Last week, the Patriots, they got a taste of their own medicine that they served up to the Rams back in Super Bowl 53. Um, the Pats scored just a field goal in last week's road loss to the Rams, 24 to three. Sorry to bring it up again. So, um, <laughs> so the pressure is, I guess, it's really on Cam Newton and company now to really get that offense up and running again. Um, in Newton, he only passed for 119 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception on nine of 16 completions last week. That's quite quite a low number. Um, but seeing seeing the Dolphins this weekend could re-energize the. The former MVP, bring him back to his former glory. Back in week one, Newton rushed for two touchdowns in the 21-11 home win over the Dolphins. Sonny Michel also rushed for 37 yards and a touchdown in that game. New England's defence also picked apart Miami's then starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, with their defence, picking them off three times. And, uh, I think this time round with a rookie on the centre for Miami, um, New England, the secondary must be fancying their chances again. The Patriots, they're third in the league with 15 interceptions at the moment. Um, in terms of playoffs, well, the, the Patriots' chances of making the playoffs have dropped to just 2% now after the loss last week, which could end their streak of 11, starting, back to, uh, starting all the way back in 2009 to 2010 playoffs. To make it, they need to win out, but they also need three of the five following to happen. So they either need the Browns to lose their final three games, the Colts or Titans to lose their final three games, the Dolphins to lose at least two, the Ravens to lose at least two, and the Raiders to lose at least one. So it could happen, but, I mean, who knows? Um, in terms of the Dolphins, we'll, you know, from the week one, team, I guess, just forget about everything you knew about them back then, because it's a completely different team now, this Miami team's a lot different and a lot more improved than the one the Patriots faced and, and beat them back in week one since then the Dolphins as, as I, I said back then to be honest and I they've rapidly developed into quite a dangerous unit and one that had the Kansas City Kansas <laughs> 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 one that had the Kansas City Chiefs sweating like Lee Evans uh, last week um, Miami uh, uh,
0: Evans?
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah He's a sweaty man Isn't he? Yeah man He's so sweaty <laughs> Miami lost The last season Super Bowl champions By just six points 33 to 27 In what was quite An exciting game Last week The Dolphins defence Forced Patrick Mahomes To have the worst game Of the season And one of the worst games I think I've ever seen him at The Q- Chiefs QB Got picked off three times And sacked three times For a loss of 39 yards The Dolphins are arguably the best defense in the NFL right now in my opinion or at least one off and that's definitely not good news for the Patriots I think who are struggling a little bit with pass protection at the moment and with turnovers the Dolphins are still in the AFC playoff picture as we talked about earlier on in the pod, even after the loss to the Chiefs, Miami holds the 7th seed um, with the final spot in the AFC over Baltimore based on, on the win percentage in conference games they've They've got a tougher schedule, as we mentioned, in the Ravens the rest of the way with the Patriots this week and then the Raiders and then the final game going on the road to the Bills. So they've they've still got a lot to do. Um, in this game, I've got Dolphins by five. I don't think they'll necessarily run away with it, but I think they'll take it. Um, I think Dolphins do run away with it. I think
0: you, you shut down the Patriots' offence and then it's just even if your offence isn't good enough, you just slowly wait until you get one. So, I've got the fins
1: by fourteen.
2: Yeah, you say we shut down the offence. What offence? That's just, yeah. that's just what it goes through my mind, mate.
1: You can't pick yeah. off a guy who doesn't throw the ball.
2: It's true. It's true. Now, yeah, but the Pats, like, we need a lot of, I think, when I look at our offence, I just think, Damien Harris, good player, keep him. Jacoby Myers, good player, keep him. The rest, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm not too fast, mate. I I did think this would be a game that, you know, Bill versus Flores, there'd be a chance of us maybe out scheming and doing something, and then I realised, oh, no way, it's in Miami. we got no chance. Uh, So I've got the Dolphins to win by three.
0: Yeah, and we've got Tim following the same route there, Dolphins by four. Joe, your next game, following from the Patriots, you get to talk about your man Tom Brady
2: yeah go tom um could do with him could do with him uh i don't know why anyone would let him go but yeah with the buccaneers um they're a team that when we did our uh we did our power rankings mid-season i think i had the bucks second or third something like that and my god how they have fallen they were fortunate really uh to win against the vikings if it wasn't for dan bailey uh that game would have been a bit closer uh than it than it was twenty six fourteen in the end the buccaneers oh, i don 't know I just find them a bit a bit peculiar they they 've got all of those players on that roster that that defense is still very good however it 's not quite hitting the heights it seems they, they it looks like they seem to peak at like week five for like two weeks and they've just dropped back down again they' they 're kind of fortunate that they 're in that playoff region as it stands they're playing the Falcons the Falcons have just had one of those seasons man like as you say Adam they played the Chargers last week and you were the only man to have the Chargers down as winning I hate to mention it again but the Chargers you know they they just the Falcons they're just this team where and Craig knows this you put your faith in them and they never pay you back. <laughs> that's the charge
0: as well, unfortunately.
2: It's just, oh, they're just, they're fans. We follow a lot of, uh, on the Twitter, we follow a lot of Falcons fans. And Falcons fans are the most aggressive. I want to point this out as well. They're, like, they're seen as like the Millwall of American football. But they're on there. They're Atlanta Falcons UK, who a couple of boys are actually flying I just saw that is like an hour before the game. Come on, let's go. Let's get behind the team. And then you look at like half nine and it's just like, I've had enough of people coming off the Matt Ryan. Think of what he's done for us. And you can just tell shit hit the fan for the last three hours. But yeah, Matt Ryan, it's an interesting one though, because he has not been very good this year. And it's very disappointing on his front because He's always been that quarterback that's been underrated. You know, he he had that 2016 season where he was unplayable, and it shows you what he can do. He's what, 31 now, I believe, so he's he should be in that sort of prime area, but he's he's really dropped off this year. He's got great weapons. You can ask for much better weapons in the NFL. The, the Falcons are going to get a fairly decent pick in the draft, and part of me does think that with the new regime coming in, there is a small thought about looking at his neck, at their next quarterback. Matt Ice could potentially be off somewhere in the next couple of years. I just don't know what it is. I just think the Falcons are getting frustrated now. I know they've had a lot wrong. They've had the old Dan Quinn experience and all of that, but they're not doing as well as they should be doing. And it's a big problem. And do you, do you take everything out of the, the team? You keep your, your Julio's and your Ridley's, and all the rest of them, or do you just?
0: I mean, looking at it, they've got like a top six, seven pick right now. Yeah, I could absolutely see maybe getting because Matt Ryan, you could still definitely trade him. Hmm. But or you could get do or do a Packers kind of thing and raise someone behind him whilst he's still playing. But yeah, you could definitely see maybe picking one of those not one of the not Trevor Lawrence, not Justin Fields, one of the people just behind him.
1: Well, I he's one of the people who I mean, I think he's up there at the moment for one of the most like most passing yards on the season. But then at the, you know, so he can still throw the ball, but then on the flip side of that, I guess like, like you were saying, when you look at the receiving code they've got and some of the players they've got on that offence, you would expect the quarterback to put up big numbers. Yeah. So it is it's tough to evaluate them. you know. What I mean? And then obviously that defence isn't hasn't been great and has also let them down. So mm-hmm. it's I think the situation makes it difficult to really evaluate where he's at at the moment. I think with
2: Ryan I think a lot of the criticism as well as just been about his in the big moments and his decision making he's let the team down and I think that's the frustration behind it I, I mean you can see what Matt Ryan does I, I personally would, would keep him because you know if, if the Falcons go hey Patriots do you fancy Matt Ryan I'm jumping at
1: that absolutely
0: yeah, jumping at that giving him another year with a new head coach and yes. without running back with an arthritic knee
1: yeah <laughs> I think that defense needs to be the focus for the Falcons rather than the offense
0: yeah they've got
1: yeah. Gurley and Ridley,
0: not Gurley, sorry uh Julio Jones and Ridley, you know just, you just keep having like a semi decent running back in under light like, and you can always get a good running back and just address the defense
2: yeah it, there's a lot lot of stuff that's going on with the Falcons at the moment they 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 need to work themselves out, however, for this game uh i've I've actually backed the Falcons. Uh, to go and do it just because they're so up and down, and I know they'll probably let me down again. But the Bucks, I don't know, I just don't think they've got it all together right at the moment. So, yeah, Falcons by two.
0: No, I, th- I think the Bucks are playing to stay in the playoffs. Um, and t- Tom, Tom Brady ain't not going to the playoffs, um, so I've got Bucks by six.
1: Uh, I've gone books by three I think it'll be close I think the Falcons will come at them but like you said it's it's Brady's time of year I think this team knows what's at stake now that defence is hopefully after last week going to continue to ball out so um, yeah I think it could be a tight one but I've got books by three
0: and Tim's in the same vein Books by six uh, moving on to my next game ooh the Eagles at the Cardinals so Eagles beat the Saints last week Guys, uh, we are the king of backup quarterback mountain. Um, three NFC East teams have come out and now battered a very strong opponent. Um, only the Cowboys remain to ruin the seeding for the rest of the league. Uh Jalen Hurts looked good uh with the offense. He had 167 yards in the air and 106 on the ground. Um I think it makes him the second quarterback behind Lamar Jackson to go for over hundred in both in his debut. Um, I do imagine the lack of tape that they had on him um, was something to do with the best defense falling short. Um, More impressively, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts both rushed for over 100 yards against a team that had gone 55 games without allowing a single 100-yard rusher, which is very interesting. Um, Defensive line just absolutely stifled Taysom Hill, uh, exposed him. Taysom Hill had been keeping the Saints alive because he wasn't going against a brutal defense and if there's one thing I love about my team, it's that defensive line will punch you in the face repeatedly. Um, but saying that, Eagles lost even more stars this game. Uh, we lost our starting safety. We lost our starting right tackle, who was our second string. So we no down to our third string. Lost our starting right guard, Jason Peters. <laughs> the list goes on. Um, Cardinals, as previously mentioned, stepped the game up last week against the Giants' defence that was um, doing really well. Connected with DeAndre Hopkins for over 130 yards. Um, defence was the main talking point for this game. Uh, came with three fumble recoveries and linebacker Son Reddick had five sacks on the day. So a uh, pretty spectacular career day for him. Um, the defence has not not been consistent by a long stretch this season. Um, it's rarely you see a game where they've, they're, they're the reason the game's uh, been uh, the so close um, and if they can prove it wasn't a fluke against the Giants um, I don't see a reason the Cardinals would lose this um, that being said both teams are in playoff contention um, Jalen Hurts draws a lot of comparisons uh, to Kyler Murray uh, he's that kind of mobile quarterback uh, prototype um, and so it, even if the game does become it's hard to predict. It's going to be a really fun game to watch, I think. Uh, Jim Schwartz is really losing his defensive players by the bucket load again. Um, Darius Slay is questionable. Avante Maddox is doubtful. So that's another two starting cornerbacks down for this game. Um, as I said before, starting safeties out for the season. Um, if the defensive line can put enough pressure on Kyler Murray to make him make mistakes, there's a good chance we can win this. But Without coverage, your defensive line aren't going to have any time uh, to get to him, um, and we do typically struggle against the Russell Wilsons and Lamar Jacksons uh, of the league. Um, Cardinals' defense, it may struggle with the Eagles. As I said, there's not much tape on Jalen Hurts. He looked good in 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 his debut. Um, the Eagles, if you look at them on paper, they do have a lot of options on offense. Miles Sanders has really good games when he's used correctly. Zach Ertz and Dallas Scotter are both back in the game and that catch was bullshit. He fucking caught it. I don't know if you didn't see it, but yeah, literally his toes were down in the screenshot. Uh, but yeah, um, Jalen Rager looks nice as our, as our first round receiver. Um, it's going to be a close game uh, after going against the Eagles against the Saints and then winning. I felt bad. So just for the spirit of the Eagles, I've got the Eagles taking this one by one.
2: Oh, Eagles winning has got me feeling like they're going to do it again uh, I really like Hurts mate I think he's great little player to watch and you know any any quarterback that coming around has got my heart uh, f- Eagles 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 uh, I don't know what I'm doing this but I'm going Eagles by four
1: yeah! <laughs> um, I did go Cardinals and then I went Eagles and then I've just changed my mind again and I'm going Cardinals and I'm going Cardinals by three <laughs> Tim's got the Cardinals by seven so split pot there
0: it's going to be a closer game I mean we've lost two, two more offensive linemen so I think we're now on our 14th iteration but Jalen Hurts was was mobile as fuck and that was like you said Joe I, lo- I love watching a mobile quarterback
2: <laughs>
1: yeah mate it must be so much
2: fun to have one on your team
1: I think the Cardinals really have a lot on the line now they really do um, so I think I don't know. I think this is a game yeah, where they really they need to pull it out the bag.
0: Having said that, they've got the Vikings and the Bears behind them, who are the most winningest of teams. So they, I'd say, they've got a little bit of leeway. But yeah, that 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 division's been rough from the get go. So they are the the future's in their hands, but they've got a rough way to get there because they are. They've got some injury problems in most spots on their team, including Kyler. I don't think I think he's finally back to full health, but yeah, he was struggling before. Um, Craig, your next game, speaking of the two behind the Cardinals, you have got the Bears and the Vikings.
1: Yeah, so the Bears and the Vikings, they're going to face off for the second time this season. Both teams, just like we have just said, they're still trying to make it to the playoffs. So I would expect this game to be a pretty heated, feisty one. Um, the Vikings, they, they won the first time. They're, the, you know, the first two teams, these two teams met earlier in the season. Um, I guess Chicago will be going to this one, hopefully, to, to split it rather than losing both. So, speaking of the Bears, will they finally put a stop to their struggles after a six-game losing streak uh, last week with a 36-7 to win over the Texans? The the Bears they've still got a long way to go and they still need a, a they're still you know they're going to need a lot of luck for them in order to make the playoffs. But at least for one week they'll they'll feel at least like the the winners again. Mitch Dubiski did well in the Texans game, passed for 267 yards and three touchdowns without an interception on 24 of 33 completions. While running back David Montgomery rushed for 113 yards and a touchdown on just 11 carries, um, thanks in part to a big 80-yard touchdown run. Tabisky and Montgomery, they're likely gonna to have to be the go-to guys again this week to to lead the Bears in this rematch. They, they neither of them seen action in the in the loss that they had to the Vikings earlier on in the season in week ten. So um I think Chicago's gonna be counting on these two to make a, a big difference this time round. The Bears defence they, they did great in that game, especially against the run, as the Vikings only had 3.3 rushing yards per carry and they didn't score a touchdown on the ground with three games remaining the bears need to win out uh, if they have any hope of making the playoffs they put themselves in a hole by falling short of detroit last week 34 to 30 um, if they win out they'll finish nine and seven giving them a good shot at the playoffs as, as well as having the advantage over in the vikings who are also six and seven the bears remain scheduled it looks very possible as well. Um, they finished the regular season facing two teams below 500 at the moment and they have to play the Packers in week 17 but the Packers by that point might very well be resting some of the starting players for the playoffs. Uh, ironically, if that is the case and the Bears do make it in then their first game in the playoffs will likely be against the Packers again. Um, so that could be interesting a in back-to-back games. The you know, the current NFC seed is the Cardinals at the moment. They sit there on seven and six with a tough schedule ahead of them. They've got to play the Eagles, as we've just talked about. Uh, they've also got to play the Saints. They have to go and face the, the Rams and the 49ers. If the, the Cardinals drop one of those games, then the Bears, they, they'll they get a playoff spot due to due to a tiebreaker. The Vikings, well, in their last week, they had quite a serious case of the kicker blues. They lost 26-14 to 14 on the road to the Bucks kicker Dan Bailey missed three field goal attempts and an extra point he did not have a good night that was a rough night for him and it's not I don't think I think Vikings fans will just be thinking again with the kicker you know what the kicker problems you know what I mean I've got a long history of sort of um, kicker blues that's it it's ten points that the Vikings missed because of their missed kicks
0: I regret to say my my girlfriend who's a new NFL fan has chosen the Vikings and I got to laugh at her a lot because good god they have bad luck with kickers (laughs)
1: Yeah, miss missed field goals and mixed extra points and stuff. they got value, stay on Um kickers aside, Vikings did, did need better pass protection from their offensive line and a, a cleaner performance from Kerr Cousins, who got sacked six times by the Bucks for the loss of fifty-two yards. It's not not a good night. Bet you he was sore when he got home after that one. Um Cousins, he had two hundred and ninety-two passing yards and two touchdowns with an interception on twenty-five of thirty-six completions in the win over Chicago on the road. And he'll look to connect again with rookie receiver Justin Jefferson, who's he's just been having a superb season this year, a superb rookie year. Jefferson blew up that night, went for 135 yards on eight catches. He, he's a real threat to in that Chicago secondary again, the way he's been playing. He's still on form, especially with the Bears missing at least one starter um, in the form of Eddie Jackson because of the, the COVID-19 list. The the Vikings they, they need a win this week to jump ahead of the Bears. They they're still yet to face the Saints and the Lions. Ideally, they need to to win out and need Arizona to lose at least one game. Uh, as the Cardinals, they they've got a one game lead over both these teams. So I've got um yeah I've got Vikings by three. I've, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a really good game, but I think the Vikings will just take it. Yeah, now you've mentioned that Jackson, um, it's.
0: I think it's going to come down to the Vikings' weakest link, which is Kirk Cousins, because if you can just force him to play badly, then that whole team falls apart. And Mitch Trubisky's played acceptably recently.
1: He's had two good games back-to-back
0: week. You were talking about him last week. You you said he needs to have a big game. He blew the doors off last week. Oh, he's I like. Are oh, they both? They're both playing for that seventeen, which is likely to fall into their hands. No, I'm going to stick with it. Oh, bears by
2: three. <laughs> I'm. I'm starting to. I don't know if it's stupidly uh, believe a little bit in Mitch. So yeah, I'm. I'm with that. Are you crazy? I, I feel it, mate. I really feel it. Yeah, I fell over and hit my head earlier, mate. It's probably that. Uh, I got bears by ten.
0: And Tim's making it a 50-50 game. Uh, he's got the Vikings by three. My, um, I, If they make Bears make the playoffs, I'll be thrilled, as I will have succeeded.
2: You will be the only human being outside Chicago that is thrilled.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah! <laughs> um, let's go on to your next game, Joe. You've got Steelers at the Bengals. Yes, the old Monday night game. Uh, Steelers at Bengals. So... Uh, the Steelers need to sort of get off this losing streak uh, two games two losses they were unbeaten they were top of the AFC they had their home the advantage and they have just sort of thrown it away back to back losses here for them yeah, it's just admittedly yeah against Washington and then the Bills two teams that are sort of on form at the moment but it, it, it almost proves Craig's theory I'll call it Craig's theory that they hadn't played anyone too good yeah it, you know I said he was the sus exactly.
1: yellow and black is sus
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah the Steelers uh, they yeah they've, they've clearly got some issues uh, their offence their run game's a bit a bit naff a lot of it was you know James Conner isn't here whatever All <laughs> and you know their they run a game just not looking any good uh, the defence is the defence obviously is good Uh believe uh, you'll have to I'd, I forgot to research this and I should have done because I heard it Joe Hayden uh, did he get injured? Yeah I think Joe Hayden's out Yeah he's, he's done for so that's a massive massive loss for them uh, however
0: They lost this, Vince
2: Williams as well There you go and, another one I'm not going miss to miss Domitian Dupree That's it yeah but Dupree's already done for any so you know, the Steelers are slowly... That, that train that was going at a decent speed is slowly coming uh, to a bit of a, a stop. However, what better team to play, well, apart from the Jets and maybe the Jags, than the Bengals? So the Bengals, I mean, I ain't going to lie, the Bengals bore me so much that I didn't really bother researching them too much before this. All you've got to know is they've won two games this year. They've got one tie... Uh, which is the most important thing that we need to remind Adam about? But yeah, the the Bengals are just yeah, without Joe Burrow. I mentioned it last week. They're they're not too interesting. They weren't very good again last week. They weren't very good against Miami the week before. They're just they just haven't got anything going. They're going to end up with another high draft pick, and it's going to be one of those where they they got to find they got they got to draft a decent O lineman. I They've got there's, to find someone.
0: There's a O lineman from Notre Dame, I think, and I, I, he's like the consensus best lineman. Is
2: no, um, Notre Dame are flying this year as well? I think they're either first or second in I think college football. Second
1: at the moment because they play Clemson, who are third. I think this week or they've just played them. Big game that seen as pretty much a guarantee
0: they pick up um, an offensive tackle for them. Yeah so they they've got to they've got to do that the Bengals
2: they they, they need to improve they need to become interesting without Burrow uh, which is a, a tough task really for them but yeah the Steelers in this one for me I just think it's a game where they're going to try to get back on track they they can try a few different things as well if need be uh, what hasn't been going well for them the running game as mentioned a couple of times now was is, is the one thing that they've really struggled with all season and if they're going to try anything Try against the Bengals, come on. It's, it's it's your only chance. I've got the Steelers to win this. I think it's going to be quite close, however, because I'm just not too convinced by them. Uh, I've got the Steelers to win by six.
0: Yeah. Um, they've still got great receivers, so there's always the chance they can they can just turn the game around. Um, Bengals are just trying to play to spoil their fun, I guess, but it's not going to be enough. Not, that coaching's not anywhere near Mike Tomlin's levels.
1: Um, Steelers by nine um, I'm going the other way I've got Steelers by 21 um, I think the Bengals Don't really have much To offer in this one I think the Steelers Have been struggling And they have lost Some key pieces But I think the main They don't really have Much of a running game At the moment Like you were saying I think connor has been The main sort of Driving force there And obviously They're missing him um, But I think The last couple of weeks One thing I've noticed With Pittsburgh Is that relationship Between Big Ben And the Steelers They've been struggling a lot um, I think going up against this Bengals team, it's going to be the opportunity to try and just reconnect and sort of get that sort of chemistry going again. Um, I think Steelers could have quite a big night here. So, yeah, Steelers by 21. I think Deontay
0: Johnson leads the, the league in drops this year. Um, Tim's gone very slim margins. Steelers by three. So, got obviously, more on our wavelength. Moving on to my last game, Um huge implications coming out of this one it is the kansas city chiefs or craig's kansas <laughs> Chiefs <laughs> against the New Orleans saints um so saints come off it i've written here a shock loss to the eagles lovely to hear um which has pretty dire consequences for them uh, as they were the number one seed in the nfc and they have unfortunately lost it to a team that's also lost to the new number one seed. So they now lose that tie break. Um, Taysom Hill couldn't overcome a pretty patchy offensive line. I think they're missing their three starting interior linemen. Um, So he suffered five sacks in that loss. Uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, neither of them went for over a a hundred yards. Um, And when you've got playmakers like that, they're the ones that need to to be pulling this team forward um chiefs as uh craig mentioned earlier come off a really tight game in miami where we saw mahomes throw four three interceptions shout out to my ball prediction uh and they took that the longest sack this season of 30 yards which was just funny because he just kept running backwards um but he still managed to get 393 yards in the air on what was a bad day for him so uh just shows you the kind of quarterback you want to take for the next decade. Um, Travis Kelsey got 136 yards in the air, which for a tight end, it's just nuts that he produces these numbers uh, most weeks. Um, If Tua Tagovailoa was better, the Dolphins could have won this. Um, He's just not the level. He's not got the experience. He's not good enough to beat these top class teams. Um, I have no doubt he could get there But this season's for him to learn and develop, and uh, these experiences are going to help him uh, become a better player. Uh, But uh, their defence certainly comes to play every single game, and you you can't really count them out. Uh, In much the same way, I don't see the Saints standing much of a chance uh, against the Chiefs without Breeze. Uh, The man practised today. Uh, He's been activated off the IR list. But, I mean, he broke, broke 11 ribs. Uh, five weeks ago so pretty absurd that you're now talking about putting him against a, a pretty spicy chief's defense um that's it's not gonna not gonna let you play easy um I think he should sit out for his own safety I, I think it would be a bit risky to put uh your the lifeblood of your offense in a game when you probably you know you're making the playoffs um personally I think Jimmy Swinston plays in this game which will tie in with my prediction coming up Uh, both defences are going to provide a good challenge for the opposing quarterback uh, and there's obviously no questioning either of the coaches Uh, it does all come down to both offenses and if Breeze isn't playing there's a really clear answer uh, to who's taking this and it will take a small miracle uh, for Drew Breeze to finish this game healthy Uh, so I've got the Chiefs taking this one by nine
2: Ooh, I think even if Breeze
0: does play, mate, it's it's the Saints. I, the Saints will be coming to play. They're not going to try. They're not going to want to lose this at all.
2: No, no, not at all. Obviously, you know they're holding on for that that home full advantage. But the Chiefs, man, I just, I just think if I mean, if it comes to a a bit of a shootout, I just you just can't you just can't keep up with Patrick. And I think that's sort of how this game is going to go. I think it's going to be high scoring. I know that Saints defence is good, but that Chiefs offence is just on a different level. Tyreek Hill's on a different level right now. So I have got the Chiefs to win this by 10.
1: Uh, I've gone Chiefs by six. Um, I think this will be a close game. Could be a bit of a shootout, like you said, Joe. Um, but I don't know. I think I just have a bit more faith in the Chiefs than I do the Saints. Like how Joe's like nine, no, 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 no. Shoot
0: out ten. right <laughs> <laughs> it's one, one point is everything. And uh ten has got the Chiefs, and it's by five. So we're all in in the same vein. Uh, finally, Craig, you've got what would be the ninth uh, and game of the, the year in the nineties: Forty ers at the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, so both the 49ers and the Cowboys are technically still in contention for a playoff spot, but it's, it's going to be pretty unlikely for either of them. Um, the Niners, they didn't help their fading playoff chances with a 23-15 to home loss to the Washington football team last week. Nick Mullins played pretty awful, going for 24 for 45 for 260 yards, a touchdown and an interception, while also getting sacked four times for a loss of 24 yards. It's proven tricky to predict whether Mullins is going to be good, great or horrendous at this point. The final 49 is quite a hard team to predict. I know a lot of the games the past few weeks, they've been going in as favourites and it's not necessarily turned out that way, but there should be some optimism for them heading into this matchup against Dallas, a Swiss cheese of a defence. The, the Cowboys are last in the league at the moment with 30.8 point, points allowed per game. Uh, Third down defense is pathetic. With, performance, with opponents converting fifty percent of their third downs, um, that's a pretty bad stat, isn't it? it literally, it's toss up whether on a third down you're gonna you're gonna get a new set or not. Despite a banged-up roster, 49ers, they should be able to shine on offense in Week 15 opposite that pretty bad Dallas defense the Niners need to win out if they have any hope of making the playoffs now. If the Niners can beat the Cowboys and Arizona loses to the Eagles on Sunday, it would set up a pretty huge NFC West showdown in Week 16 when they go up against the Cardinals. Uh, On the other side of the ball, well, the Cowboys, they kept their own playoff chances alive last week with a 30-7 road win over the Bengals. You could see that Andy Dalton just relished the chance to play his, his old team and his old stomping grounds with the ginger rifle passing for 185 yards and two touchdowns on 16 of 23 completions. Dalton, he's, he's passed for at least two touchdowns in three of his last four starts now. He, he had three touchdowns in the 38-21 to 21 road win over the Vikings back in week 11. Although the defense has been shite this season, the Cowboys do they do seem to show some signs of life on that side on um, on that side of the ball in week fourteen. Granted, it was going or they were going up against a going nowhere Cincinnati team, um, limiting the Bengals to just seven points and forcing three turnovers. That should give Dallas's defense a, at least a, a nice bit of momentum heading into this week. The Cowboys they need to win out and they need Washington to lose its remaining three games to sneak into the playoffs with Washington, uh with Washington holding the, the tiebreaker against them. Um that being said, for this one I've got I've gone Cowboys by four. Yeah, I think the, the Cowboys
0: schedule is so easy. I can't remember all their games, but it's really, really easy. So I actually think they've got a decent chance of Winning out, is up to Washington whether they, they lose out in the rest of the division. So I've got the Cowboys uh, just speeping past Nick Mullins with two points.
2: Oof, I don't know about this one. Uh, I think it's a very, very close game. Yeah, the... Debo
0: Samuels out of the season.
2: Yeah, and that's a killer because that kid always seems to get injured. Yeah, it's very unfortunate for him. Yeah, the Cowboys have got 49ers, Eagles, Giants. So... And we're shit. <laughs> so there's there's always a chance, mate. I don't know. I I'm taking in a game where you know there's injuries and, and all of that, I'm I'm taking the coaching. Uh, for me it, it just does it. So I've got 49ers to win by seven.
0: Yeah, I mean the coaching aspect, you're definitely right. And Tim's thought that as well. And he's taking the 49ers by six. Uh, Let's do our ball predictions. We'll give Tim's out first. So he has got that the Raiders and Chargers game will have (laughs) have more penalties than sacks. That would be impressive because there's going to be a lot of sacks as well. They've got Joey Bosa up against them. Uh, Joe, what's yours?
2: Uh, I may be jumping on the Mitch Trubisky hype. Um, I've got him to do similar things that he did last week. I've got him to... However, more yards. I've got over 300 yards and three plus touchdowns for him.
1: Okay, Craig. Uh, yeah, I've got the Rams to get five or more sacks. Um, I think they're going to have a field day.
0: And I've got Jimmy Swinston leading a drive or more. Basically not doing trick plays of him, but he actually has a substantial part in the offense. So let us know what you think about our predictions. Um, it was pretty good week last week uh, for some of us. Uh, So let us know how you think the games are going to go out. Obviously, we'll put the polls out, as we always do. Um, If you aren't following us on our socials and giving us questions to answer and answering our polls and stuff, you should. Uh, You can get to us on our social medias, which are, Joe?
2: Yep, so they are at T-A-F-S underscore U-K on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook is just simply That American Football Show
0: can also find all this information and more on our website which is the uh if you if you like to write about football uh, or anything like brickball uh, and you just want to get your, your stuff posted up we do host stuff for free uh, just to get the word out so do let us know if you've got any uh, queries about that make sure you head over to lockdown lids they are having a lot of christmas uh, special stuff they've got a uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patch Mahomes, My Home, stuff going up. Might be sold out by the time this goes out, but uh, do keep your eyes out because they've got an absolute load of stuff going up there. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, we're coming out episodes. Uh, they might be a bit sp- uh, patchy in the future just because of the festivities and the holidays and uh, whatnot. So uh, we'll try and put stuff out every week, but do bear with us because uh, Joe's got to have his Christmas pudding as well.
1: We also have some lovely merch uh, that you can go and buy, which makes some wonderful Christmas presents for your loved ones and your friends and family um, over at EP Sports, uh, our shop over on their website. So, yeah, go over there, take a look, buy buy a nice little bobble hat for your little nephew or your niece or your son or your nan or whoever. Like You yeah. can see one getting modelled at the Tesco Express on Salford Precinct every Wednesday. <laughs> Got
0: a lovely little hat. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening uh, a couple of great games coming next week uh, let's hope all of them are great no more injuries uh, thanks to all for listening make sure you head over check out EP Sports for all your NFL and equipment needs that's all from us today thank you and see you later
1: Big Trust because... Boop Boop Ooh, uh. That was that was a meaty one. Nah. That was like a big meaty Cornish pasty of a playoff Ooh. episode. Ooh.